Hey, what's up? This is CJ Pierce from Drowning Pool, and you listen to the Brutally Delicious podcast right here. Get yourself. Good to see you, my friend. Thanks for joining me. Yeah, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Where are you guys at today? Well, today, um, I'm off today. I'm off for the next week or two, and then we uh, we do a little two-week run in August, and then we'll get on tour with Saliva in September and October. I was looking at that. You just came back from that Maryland show, right? Yeah, it was the Maryland show, man. It was a really cool show, man. It was Rock the Mountains. They're doing a really great thing there. They started doing a bunch of local bands like two years ago, uh, get together, and this is the first year they got some national acts on it, and they really blown it up. to so support the local community, man. They had a lot of pop-up tents and everything of, of local artists, you know, selling just whatever jewelry hats and things like that so it's cool to see that put together and then have you know again a very community year. sort of feel yeah full community man i'm all about that man it, it, it's it helps out there's a lot of local bands that opened up a lot of great bands so it's it's a cool opportunity for them to play and, and to get a lot of you know hopefully we brought a lot of people out there for them nice i saw that you're playing uh the blue ridge festival as well coming up so you're gonna be back this way again yeah, back to Blue Ridge, man. I love that festival. We did it a couple of years ago. We did it a few times. I think it was maybe the first year, second year they did it. That's another festival that's blown up, man, over the years, big time. It's come I live right way. here. I live right here, and I've never been. Oh, really? Oh, man. Well, come on. You know somebody <laughs> can get your tickets? Yeah. yeah. I'm in Richmond. I need to get over there. I just Something always comes up, and I never make that one. But uh, Yeah, it's a good one, man. It's a good one. How are you guys dealing with this intense heat? and this craziness going on yeah here in dallas texas it's pretty nuts so um you know again with COVID and everything slowing stuff down the last few years three years we haven't been able to tour as much we're getting back on it now with ryan mccombs but um in the meantime my drummer and i used to do electrical work 20 years ago before you know we, we took off with everything so here we are again on the off time doing some electrical work so the building that i'm in now i got the ac on like a couple days ago but before that man we've just been working in here with so we're going to set up a building with no no AC. It's a building like 120 degrees inside. So it's nice. drinking a lot of water. And then when you get home, you just drink a lot of beer. And then there you go. There you go. But I, even playing like uh, like that festival in Maryland, that had to be rough, right? Because it's 110 degrees out there. Yeah, it was pretty warm out there. And it rained. Uh, luckily, the rain went away before we went on. But, dude, the humidity, you know, just that steamy hot coming up the cement, man. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's pretty wild. But I, I'm used to it, man. I spent all last summer, you know, we were supposed to do a bunch of shows things last summer that, that didn't happen. And I just wound up working in attics in Dallas, Texas um, for a little bit, doing a little side work in people's right. attics. So that was, I think it just kind of prepared me for, for what's happening now. This is crazy. It is, man. I definitely, uh, I, I'd stay good with the water, man. You just got to constantly drink water, cold beer, water, cold beer. Water and like cold it. beer, right. I need to regulate <laughs> it better though. I, I tend to drink more beer than water, so. Right, <laughs> yeah, I got to get <laughs> extra water in there. Right. <laughs> So uh, what's it? It's been good, man. It's been it's been all right. I, it's bearable for me. Some people freak out about it, but right, I'm, right. I'm used to the heat. What's it like having Ryan back in the band, and how did that actually come about? Dude, it's so amazing having him back in the band. It's it's it's. I'm still. I mean, I'm still. It's been a few months now. We came at the beginning of the year, right. and I'm still kind of blown away by it. You know, we we had a great thing going years ago. It's just at that particular time, you know, 2010 to 2011, if you will. Um, you know, he had a lot of personal things going on in his life. I did. All of us did right. at that time. And in hindsight, you know, we it probably would have been best for us if we would have just taken a break, maybe three-month break or something like that. 
it regrouped instead of taking, you know, like 13 years off. <laughs> but, um, you know, we're all different people now. And um, it's been awesome. So he lives outside of London. And, uh, you know, he's been living over there the last five years. And so we fly him in. He stays in my house. And I have the home studio and stuff. So right. since he's been back, man, it's just, it's like we didn't skip a beat. And we're just at the house. We're writing music again. We're having all these awesome shows. Um, we're all in a great place, you know, just in life and, and mentally. So the music is just coming out like you wouldn't believe. Um, you know, we had a record recorded before COVID and we had to wait through that whole time to put it out. And then when we finally did, like always, you know, management label just failed us miserably, miserably. So, you know, we kind of came into 2023 thinking we might just be a three piece from here on out. But we had a lot of big shows coming up. Um, most notably, the, the show we did with Pantera. It was the first show, you know, as Pantera now, you know, with Zach Bob, right. Charlie on the drums. So, you know, it was Stevie, our bass player. I was like, well, I wonder what Ryan's been up to. I hadn't talked to him in a couple of years just to see what's up. He's like, hey, yeah, man, well, I'll come do, thinking that we was going to do a show or two, like a reunion stuff. Right. The second you walked in, man, it just clicked. But um, So, yeah, man, we're, we're full, full steam ahead, man. It's awesome. That's great. I've talked to him, I guess, years and years ago, and he was always such a pleasant guy to deal with and talk with that's it's good that he's back with you guys yeah he's a great dude like i said you know again that was it was 13 years ago and, and i mean we were just everybody everybody had something going on personally we, we should have just taken an, an extended right. break instead of a, a breakup situation but you know back then too i was like Whoo, i was on 11 there was yeah. no water all right. here <laughs> there wasn't a balance there, right? so now i get the water and get the head on straight but uh right no great man i'm still blown away and i'm excited about it um, there's a lot of fun things happen. There's a, a song that we worked on called the race you that wasn't finished. It was the last song we worked on together and he happened to bring it up and, and I did too. I, something I kind of finished over the years. Um, and now we're working on that together, which is pretty cool to have like that last thing, but I mean, there's a lot of new stuff going on as well, of course, but right. that's be a fun one to put out. We want to get some new stuff out, um, in conjunction with the tour coming up with saliva it's just we want to do it do it the right way i don't want to just rush and throw stuff out there but we do have music written and ideas it's it's a matter of just choosing which one we want to to put the first you know first so you guys different. are you guys always writing and are you planning on a record or are you going to do the single thing like the the new music business um, we, you know i like to get a couple songs out there first um drop off singles because it's kind of weird the way it works now you're right it's back Back in the day, I guess maybe the what, 40s, 50s, they would put out singles, and after they had so many singles, they'd make a record. Right. And it just kind of seems like we're coming back around to that way of doing things, um, putting out a song. But again, we have a couple songs now. I like to just do get a couple out there first and, and then you know go back to traditional records. I think you kind of have to. And, and they, honestly, I'm not a fan of that model because I grew up probably like you did, you know, where you go to the record store and you buy the album and you sit down and listen to it the way you had it sequenced and whatever. And that's yeah. all gone though, because people like my son, you know, they want the one song, maybe listen to thirty seconds of it, and they're moving on. So it's different. yeah, they move so fast. I'm like, I'm gonna start writing thirty second songs. I'm still gonna write how we write. That's our art, and I do like you said. I love to sit down and grab like a record and just 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 try everything off for like the next hour of my life and just you know just dive into it and soak into it and soak it right. all up, man. I still like that, man. I still put. I still do that, man. My wife, she's a great. She's amazing for that too. Like we'll have a certain times and we do it at least once a week or twice a week it's like let's just sit down and listen to this whole record or that whole record what was the last record you threw on the last record i threw on well there was a band called uh it's heart of the city it's a friend of ours paco that has a band and he just 
have put out an album as well. So we were rocking out to that one. But uh, I can't lie, like, if you want to sit down and really just enjoy a record, like anything from Tool, man, like their record's almost like a movie, just listening to it. Yeah. That's one of my favorites, man. So for me, it was King, I don't know if you could see it, King's X. Yeah, King's X, baby. Oh, dude, I love King's X. Yeah, I just picked up this. I, I, I must have missed it because I'm a big fan, but Manic Moonlight a couple of years ago, I guess, or whatever. But I found it in a weird record store, and I love it. Dude, I, I have the record player hooked up. I have a PA system, of course, in my living room next to the TV with two 2,000 watt amp. And right. we sit there, we play the record through that and just crank it up. And just chill? Out. And just chill, man. That's I'm still in that mind frame. I love it. It's it's awesome. It's relaxing. I, again, I get the new world where it's like so much information, so many songs, skip through, skip through 30 seconds. Right. But um, just stop for a minute and listen to the artists and their whole thing. And also, I think, in along that same vein... There was an art in sequencing, right? There was an art in the way you put the record together and how it flowed and ebbed and flowed and did that whole thing. And that's missing when you just get one song. Yeah, you just get one yeah, song. Like you just sit there. If you really like an artist, man, just sit down and listen to it. Because that is, that's always, that's been the biggest thing. And actually, to be honest with the, uh, with Redrana Pool, that's probably been one of the, and I say arguments, not a fight. It's just a, everybody right. understands that. We still, especially with the last record, we go over sequences. I'll line it up several different ways. All of us do that. We listen to it. And get the flow we always record more songs than you need for the record for that reason as well because you want to have that flow almost like it's a rock show set right. list um and we have that that's still important to me i still want to do that but um but like you said coming in with ryan is 2023 we're probably going to drop off a couple songs first sure. but we'll still make i'm still going to make albums man it's just did you, you know. ever imagine i don't know how many years it is now 30 years that you'd still be doing this kind of stuff um i always hope so um i've always wanted it you know, I, I'm passionate about music. I love it. I love playing the rock show. I love everything that comes along with it. I love touring. I love meeting fans. I love every aspect of playing music. And um, I always hope, you know, it was a dream come true when we got signed back in 2000 and, and bodies let the vice of the floor, which I'm grateful and eternally grateful for. That song just keeps getting used for different things. I didn't realize it was going to be such a <laughs> do what it's what it's done over the years, man. It's like crazy videos made with that as the background music i'm just thinking about the old guy on america's got talent oh yeah yeah he was awesome man he came up and we did open air uh in chicago open air festival a few years ago and he, we brought him out on stage and he actually sang really? it with him and it was yeah dude it was wild man that's kind of uh, funny yeah it was funny right he, he's, he's a cool dude i'm hoping to do another show with him again he did two or three shows with us just on the fly we happened to be close to where he lived and he, and he showed up like hey man jump on stage let's do it Wah! That so was a mean, funny one too, man. Is he a fan or is he just picked that song out of nowhere? Oh, I mean, we're all friends and you know, family now, man. It's right. you know, been years and years, but he he does um karaoke stuff on the weekends, and that was one he picked, that's and everybody I love it. And that's kind of how how that popped up. And dude, that next day after that aired, I mean, I got so many calls and texts. I'm like, what the hell's going on? Because I haven't seen anything. <laughs> right, and I imagine I, I couldn't stop laughing. So it, it's. It's cool, man. It, it, people have a lot of fun with the song, man. It, that's all it is. It's, it's, a, it's a lighthearted song. It's rock and roll. It's about to the floor. It's nothing, you know, brutal about it. It's, it's just about stage diving and jumping around, which they don't let us do as much anymore, but I still get out every now and then and jump off. I'm not going right. to So what does a drowning pool show look like nowadays? Because it's got to be multi-generational, right? It is now, man. And so great. Uh, here's a great example. Um, when we did the Pantera show a few weeks ago, it was us and Pantera. And I was out in the crowd, of course, watching you know, Pantera like a fan and to see, you know, a lot of, you know, fathers of my age, 
and you know all the you know ten, you know, ten year old you know, young rockers out there getting into it. It was really really awesome because you see that that look on their face like oh my god the lights and the fire and just metal and and everybody sing along. It's 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 not you know it's funny how people perceive metal. It's it's actually <laughs> it's a family show. Believe it or not, I know yep. it's metal. I know the lyrics are brutal. But dude, everybody's having a great time. Everybody leaves smiling. Everybody has an awesome time. So it's cool to blowing see blowing off steam and then leaving with a good time. Yeah, you're blowing off steam in, in, a, in a great way, and it's it's wild too because I've had people come up to me like, "Yeah, I learned how to count four. You know, in the backseat of the car, when my parents were playing bodies, and this is like a 21 year old, you know, drinking a beer next to right. me. I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> what? How old am I again? That's funny. All right, so I got to ask, what was Pantera like? Hello, everybody. I'm Bruce. And I'm Nolan. And this is the Corner of Gray Street Podcast. As longtime Dave Matthews Band fans, we set out to create a podcast to dive deep into the past, present, and future of DMB. Not only do we recap and review shows within an ongoing tour, but we revisit past shows from throughout the band's history, conduct interviews with a wide variety of guests with ties to DMB, and create unique and exclusive content like our Concerts on the Corner series. Whether you're a fan of the band or just a fan of great music, we think you'll find something you'll enjoy. We can't wait to see you on The Corner of Gray Street. Panther was great, man. I know, okay, just, uh, people have said a lot of stuff about it. There's a lot of controversy, right? Phil and Rex, so it's it's you know Rex and Phil, it's you know it's a reunion of those two guys coming together. But it, you know it's it's a you know it's hats off to Pantera and what it was about. Of course, Diamond Benny were a big part of that. Uh, personal friends, I've had a lot of times. Actually, we toured together back in the early days with Drowning Pool, and um, I've known Zach for already. We know Charlie forever. What better person to pick? And I was actually hanging out with Zach, and it's Zach. Wow, it's Zach. Does that like, dime did dime and nobody's ever going to play a dime like that. But I we think all, he might be the closest to it. It's the closest thing you're going to get to it. And, you know, we were talking about it because every now and then I'll get called up and, you know, on stage and I'll do some Pantera covers. So I stay up on, on my chops, but him and I, um, Zach and I were talking about certain things that dime did. And we're like, what the hell is he doing right here, man? Is he, was he completely drunk or was he just a genius? Like, right. why would you do that? You know? And Zach's like, there's one or two things. I'm not sure what he's doing, man. I'm just going to play a solo. I said, you know, it's a guitar solo, man. Do your thing. You're doing it great. Um, you know, everybody wants to, to, to give. I don't know why would you give shit because the show was great and you and you keeping that music alive and you keeping that you know what Diamond Vinny brought to the stage and they were, dude they nailed it to me. I Phil sounded great. He never sounded better. And the show was amazing. They let us use a lot of their toys. Nice. So our show was amazing. Um, and Charlie's was one of the best. Yeah, he's one of the best. Dude. And they took time and they, they nailed it, man. Like go see the show. Just just go see it. It's you have to see it, and you'll know when you're there. That's good to hear, because I know it's gotten a lot of bad bad press along the way, and I have Everybody no hatred towards it. Shit, I want to see it, actually, yeah. It's so great, dude. It's that's. I hope they keep going with it, you know. And I'm, I'm guessing they play all the hits, like Cemetery Gate and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, but the thing they did with Cemetery Gate, it's not to take away from the show, but that was kind of the tribute area of the show. And I do they have me in tears, man. They had everybody in tears. And I'm like, it's just sand outside. It's just winds blowing. It's a fine rock and roll, you know. But <laughs> they did it, they did it justice. They did a really good tribute to them. And while Cemetery Gates was playing in the background. So you hear Cemetery Gates, and Zach did some stuff along with it, some solo stuff. It, it was it was tasteful. It was very tasteful. Like and that's cool because I know you said you know those guys, and I mean, I guess there's the Texas connection, right? Because you're all from there. 
Yeah, Mike, my drummer, Mike Lewis, and I uh, moved to, um, we're from New Orleans, and we moved to Dallas in the uh, mid-90s, um, which come to find out, you know, Phil was from New Orleans, he moved there as well, and that's when Pantera. So we've always had a connection. Uh, there was the good, you know, Dave Williams that actually introduced us to uh, Diamond Vinny back then, because he was already friends with them. And, and that's, you know, we, mo I mean, I know we're actually know Phil, but I've mostly hung out with those two, um, especially uh, Mike Lewis and myself. We were kind of kicking it when they were get damage plan together and we were doing our um, second record tour. Right. right. That was awesome to get the tour with them. By the end of the tour though, man, I'm, you know, I was kind of like, here comes Dom, you better hide, man. Cause you're going to get wasted. The second he grabs you, it's like, oh. <laughs> he, he was really lived up to his name, huh? He lived up to it, man. Every second of it. And you know, again, it's to him 24 seven, you're on tour every second. It's entertainment. It's a rock show. Um, you know, it's a yeah, fireworks and alcohol and, and, and good times, man. What was his, uh, was it the black tooth grin? The black tooth, man, is a crown royal with a little splash of Coca-Cola in it just to take the little bite edge off. And that was his <laughs> thing to do, man. But every now and then, you know, we have somebody or, or somebody would be, this was far and few between, I'm just going to share one story. I thought it was funny, but you had like a knucklehead come up on the bus or somebody weird. So he would take a shot. He would make shots and he would put one in the microwave and warm it up for the guy to be in a knucklehead. And hand him a warm shot. Oh, and, just, Jesus. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and the tour you got coming up with Saliva is going to be cool too, right? Because it's great to see them back out on the road. It's going to be so great um, with Saliva. Now, you know, uh, yes, obviously Saliva's had some changes throughout the years, but Saliva that's now, it's a Saliva that evolved that's been Saliva for a very long time. Um, it's, it's tough one too, man, because I was really good friends with Wayne. Like right. we up and on tour, we always talked about writing together, and uh, I feel so bad now that I didn't have a chance to write a song with Wayne. But he was uh, he was a great friend, a great influence. Um, we, I mean, I've known him since we. I met him at WrestleMania 18 is when we first did a show at Saliva, right? And uh, we've done tours and shows off and on together throughout the years. It's been a while since we toured together, and they have a new song out again, the record, and and here we are with Ryan again, and we have some new stuff that's coming out. So it makes sense, man. And and we're gonna be flip flopping. Um. You know, it's co-headline every night. So, um, depending oh, cool. on what night. Yeah, I yeah, saw that announcement. It said, man, that's a perfect uh, a perfect compliment. Yeah, man. I, you know, they're like, no, you headline. And we're like, same thing. No, you guys headline. So, like, oh, we just, we'll take turns, uh, you know, mad respect to each other. But we're both putting on the full show. Right. So, you know, we're going to try to make play. sure those are clear during the week, too, because we know people got to go to work and stuff. So, I'm not going to try to keep you out till midnight. You know, we're going to try to keep it earlier so we can get everybody in. So you still got time to go home and, and rest yeah, up. Yeah, getting you know, back to what you said, you've been in this a long time and we're all getting older. How do you do you uh, prepare differently for hitting the road again? Because we're not young kids anymore, right? Um, I'd like to um, prepare and, and, and work out and eat healthy, but I'm, I just kind of go go with it. It's it's still, I can still get up. I can, I'm 50 and I can still kick. Come on. <laughs> right. All the years are jumping off the risers and stuff. Uh, I mean, I definitely am not going to lie. I'm not, I can feel it in the ankles and the knees and stuff, but that adrenaline gets cooking, man. The rock shows on. I'm just going 100% every time, man. And we all do. Um, we might cry a little bit more after the show, like uh, right. just a little bit. But, um, <laughs> right. And the next morning. <laughs> I would wake up all stiff and not be able to move the next morning. Yeah, it's like anything. I mean, they're using that first week. It takes a little bit settling because it's not like I jump around the house and jump. Maybe I should do that. <laughs> right. Off everything, all the furniture and stuff. Up <laughs> ready for jumping off the cabinets. And While you're listening to your record with your wife, you could be, you know, practicing. Yeah, I could be doing that. I did um, when we warmed up for these uh, the first couple of shows at Ryan. I was out in my garage, and uh, it was so cool because it was like so old school. I have because uh, like the kids got to go to bed and stuff. Right. But you know, they 
kind of get ready for, you know, I'm going out to play some shows. So I set up in the garage and I'm out there just rocking out like I was 19 years old all over again. So it's <laughs> it's nice. definitely keeping it real, man. <laughs> so what do you guys have next after the saliva run? Is that going to take you to the end of the year? Um, yeah, we have. We do some USO shows again. We do a lot of stuff with the troops. And, you know, the, usually three or four times a year we go overseas and do Iraq, Kuwait. You guys have been doing that a lot, right? So we've done a lot. With COVID, it slowed down a little bit. But last year, we started getting on it again. They started to let us go places. So we have some shows. And I don't always like to tell us ex exactly where we're playing for whatever reason. But uh, we definitely will be like around Poland and Germany area doing bases over there. We have bases. But so we do usually you just, hit, do you just get on a yeah. plane and you end up somewhere? Um, well, they let us know, but they, we're not supposed to say where gotcha. we're going until in case of somebody. I don't know why it would be an issue for it, but um, maybe that's just how it was before because we started back in 2005. It was the first right. time we did, and it was an active war at the time, and people actually did try to shoot at us while we were playing the shows. Really? Um, yeah, man, I see video of them stopping. You know, they're trying to set up mortars outside the uh, bases to shoot them over to where we were playing. <laughs> like, oh my god. Uh, yeah, you know, had you seen, had you known about that while you were on stage or that's something you found about uh, afterwards? I found out afterwards, but I knew that was a possibility. Um, but we had, I mean, we have the army as our, like, you know, right. That's our, our bodyguards are the, the United States army. So they, they weren't going to let the show, they weren't going to let them shut down the show, man, which they didn't. Um, but no, man, I gladly do that. You know, you got to have, you know, nobody's, I don't think anybody in the right mind is for war. I think we all want to get along and have a good time, but we still right. have to have place and and our you know we have to respect the armed forces uh, for what they do man they give up a lot of their time in their lives and that's what we're doing over christmas so we're going during christmas and new year's uh new year's day is my my daughter's birthday and, and this is the first time i'm gonna miss it but family understands like we're gonna go there and play for the troops and give them a christmas and a new year's right uh, for them because we're gonna bring the rock show to camp for you. So, yeah and it's a great man i love doing it enjoyable for you as well i know the troops must love it but you guys dig it as well Oh, man, I, it's a, the best feeling in the world, man. And that energy you get from the show is like none other. Because, again, again, like shows like in Iraq and, and Kuwait, the bases we still have there, um, we, I mean, they're out there for a year. And you feel pretty far away. You feel like you're on another planet. You don't even feel like you're on Earth anymore. You're out in the middle of a desert. And, you know, there's nothing to do for, like, you know, some people there for a year, two years. Right. So for us to come over and, it's like, bring a rock show to them, man, you just, you feel that that energy and release plus it gives them a mental break from what they're doing like, oh yeah it's like, you know, like i'm at home have at a rock show for a few hours and then you know it, it, it really helps that's See, great that's gonna bring me to the end of my uh my questions did i miss anything oh no man i thought we were gonna talk about food and stuff too <laughs> i gotta get you on the show i've been trying to reach out to you guys it used to be a cooking show that's that's yeah. what this whole thing was and i had people used to when they were in richmond they would stop at the house and we would cook and we would just do the same interview, but we would be making whatever grandma's lasagna or something. Dude, I would love to do that. Um, yeah, stay in touch with a uh, you know. This but then genre. COVID hit, and nobody wanted you know that everything changed. Nobody was coming to the house anymore, so I pivoted. I've been thinking about doing it like a remote thing, like having the artist make something at the house with a list of questions and answering on camera. Yeah, remote man. I was already talking talk about my shrimp etouffee and stuff. Yeah. Got, you know, Are you a big? Oh, from New Orleans, right? Yeah. Nice. Well, we'll get together and do that. And I was going to go over my recipe and everything. Uh, you know, I can't obviously cook right here, but um, maybe next time we'll get together, man. It's a, everybody has their own way of doing it, but I, I grew up cooking a lot with the family. Um, I mean, life is kind of fast, so it's, you know, fast food here and there, but whenever I get a chance to cook, I love it, man. Yeah. Same here. I'm not a big fast food fan, but like you're right, you know, you have to on the way to soccer practice something you have to do. Yeah. But 
I like to sit, and that was the genesis of the whole cooking thing, and it worked out so well. And everybody came in. You know, we had Megadeth, we've had Dave Ellison, we've had everybody here. And then, um, you know, then everything happened. Right. Well, let's try. Hey, we'll try to kick it off again because I'm all about it, man. I'll come to the house. I'm cool. I'll bring I would pots love it. And maybe if not, we can try and do something remotely because that would still be cool. We can do that remotely too, man. Maybe I'll even get Doug Chasserie on the show. I'm friends with the Chasseries. Um, oh, really? Just, yeah, just so, so the years, which I he always hooks me up with the spices. So I have my spice cabinet is just like, oh, got like everything from, from Tony's up in it. Uh, I'll hit up all- Shauna again and maybe we can make something happen. Definitely, man. That's great. Thank you, my friend. I really appreciate you taking the time. Longtime fan. Yeah, Enjoy come on out to do. the show. If we're around, man, we'll hook it up. Uh, I'm going to try and get out to the uh, the Blue Ridge. Okay, yeah. Tell Sean to hit us up, um, and I'll uh, I'll put you on a list. And if I can't get you on a list, I will sneak you in the back door. It's one of my favorite things to do. <laughs> you got a deal, my friend. Be well. All right. Well, have a good Take one, care. man. Thanks so much. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Hey, this is Steve Choi, host of the Musicians Guild podcast, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. Within the four walls of the Musicians Guild, we'll be discussing the habits, idiosyncrasies, experiences, and general psychology of my friends and peers, all involved with music in various capacities. Listen and subscribe at SoundTalentMedia.com.